Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, new pressure this morning. What we're learning about that drone strike in Jordan. We will not tolerate continued attacks on American forces. The White House weighing the next steps and how to respond. We're live with the very latest. Then, coming together, we'll introduce you to a group of researchers joining forces to find a vaccine for cancer. Can you imagine a world where no one would die of breast cancer because of a vaccine? The time is now. The time is now. How the Pink Eraser Project came to be and the new hope it delivers. Then mass hysteria. Jenna sits down with famed fantasy author Sarah J. Mass on her huge success and devoted fan base. If my books can offer any kind of comfort and, and joy, I've done my job well. Plus, she's sharing some big news about what's next. Then Tuesday Newsday, a look at the new Ghostbusters movie. And is new in sync music on the way? We've been in the studio, so there may be a little okay, that's what I was going to ask. Okay. Too. It's all ahead on Popstar today, Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. On a girl's trip from Fort Myers, Florida. Hi, Grandma. Visiting from Cincinnati. Hi to my husband, Greg. Shout out to Pocatello, Idaho. From Maria Regina High School in Westchester, New York. Go Tigers! In Columbia, South Carolina. AKA Sorority Sisters. From Bakersfield, California. Surprise, Mom! We made it on the Today Show. And we're sending you lots of love in Cherryville, North Carolina. Go, go, go. I know if you like little booth and you're liking what you're listening yes. to now. We appreciate you being with us on this Tuesday. Great crowd. Nice folks coming out on a cold January day. Oh, yeah. Lots you know? of smiles out there. We will add ours to it. Let's do it. You. All right. Let's get to our news at 8 o'clock. Got a lot going on this morning. We have new details about that deadly drone attack on American forces in the Middle East. And we know more about the service members who were lost. What remains to be seen is how the Biden administration will respond to all of this. NBC's chief international correspondent, Keir Simmons, joins us now from Iraq, right near the Iranian border. Keir, good morning. Hola, good morning to you. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, while not signalling when, and it does seem a matter of when, US strikes might come against Iranian assets, saying they are likely to be multi-level, come in stages and sustained over time. Hoda, here in Iraq, we're hearing that Iranian-backed militia along the Iraqi-Syrian border are already evacuating installations in anticipation of those possible U.S. strikes. Meanwhile, one family of those uh, three service men and women uh, who were killed in this attack telling NBC News uh, that they will want answers at some stage.
Japanese official telling NBC News that this drone loaded, laden with explosives may have flown in low in order to evade the base uh, safety systems or may have flown in with a US drone again in order to get there and carry out uh, this attack. Meanwhile, Iran continuing to claim that it does not dictate to these uh, militia where they should strike. It does not control uh, these militia, but the Biden administration, Hoda, now under real pressure to respond. Hoda? All right. Kier Simmons for us there in her bill. Kier, thank you. Emotions are running high at the unprecedented trial of a Michigan mother charged in a deadly school shooting committed by her son. Jurors have now been shown surveillance video of Jennifer Crumbly confronting her son just hours after the rampage at Oxford High School. NBC's Maggie Vespa is covering the trial for us. Maggie, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. Yeah, in addition to that stunning video, prosecutors in this case doing everything they can to lay at least some of the blame for the 2021 Oxford High School massacre at the feet of Jennifer Crumley. And that includes calling her son Ethan's guidance counselor to the stand, who testified that on the morning of the shooting, he tried to warn both parents that their son was approaching a breaking point. This morning, America's first parent to ever stand trial for their child's school shooting, reliving the nightmare moments around the 2021 massacre, including this one caught on camera in a police interview room as Jennifer Crumley confronted her then 15-year-old son, Ethan, who appears to say, I did it. Why? I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Moments later, telling her husband, James. The jury yesterday also shown video of when police told both parents their son had opened fire at Oxford High School hours earlier, killing four and wounding seven. Jennifer adding. Crumley referring to a meeting both parents had that morning, hours before the shooting, with guidance counselor Sean Hopkins, who yesterday testified he called the parents to the school after a teacher caught Ethan watching videos of a man shooting people. Hopkins said Jennifer Crumley felt a little bit distant. Um, what do you mean by that? More just kind of like it felt like it was a little bit of an inconvenience to be there. She and James have pleaded not guilty to four counts each of involuntary manslaughter, with Jennifer Crumley being tried first. Prosecutors arguing she helped her son get access to guns, took him to a shooting range, and ignored clear signs he was violent and suffering from mental health issues. My words were, I wanted to be seen as soon as possible, but it was made quite clear that it wasn't possible to do it that day. Why do you say it was made clear it wasn't possible to do it that day? That they had to return to work. Crumley's attorney arguing Hopkins never followed up with the school's principal about his concerns Ethan was suicidal, proving the defense argues no one could have known what the teen was planning. And it's worth noting several victims' families have since sued the district, naming that guidance counselor's decision not to follow up about his concerns as a sign that school officials also ignored warning signs. A judge in this case, the judge in this case, previously ruling Ethan Crumley will not take the stand to testify in his mother's trial. But it's worth noting we do still expect Jennifer Crumley to take the stand in her own defense once this case gets turned over to her attorneys. Savannah. Maggie Vespa following the case for us. Thank you, Maggie. To politics now and the growing threat of election interference posed by artificial intelligence. In an exclusive interview with Lester Holt, Lester asked the head of Microsoft if his company is doing enough to guard against the abuse of this powerful new technology. 
We're mar marching down the road to the first AI election. Are you holding your breath as to see what, how AI can help and how it may be weaponized? In fact, it goes back again. Uh, this is not the first election where we dealt with uh, disinformation or propaganda campaigns uh, by adversaries and election interference and all of those things. So therefore, I think what we have to go back again is, for example, I think we are doing all the work across the tech industry around watermarking, detecting deep fakes and content IDs. There's going to be enough and more technology, quite frankly in order to be able to identify the issues around disinformation and misinformation. Then the question again comes back to, where's the, where, how do we build consensus between parties, candidates, and the norms around what is acceptable, not acceptable? You can see more of Lester's exclusive interview with Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella this evening on NBC Nightly News. All right. If you live in a big city, you probably think your city has the worst traffic in the whole country. Well, according to location technology company TomTom, that dubious distinction goes to... New York City. No yes. Surprise. On average, commuters in the Big Apple spend Jeez. about 25 minutes in their vehicles for every six-mile stretch of road. I actually think it's worse. I think it's worse. Down. Yeah. First runner up on the list, Washington, D.C., followed by San Fran, then Boston and Chicago. You might be wondering, what about L.A.? Yeah. yeah, we sit in traffic for hours there. Well, that city, L.A., actually came in ninth place. Uh, Don't worry, you're still top 10, LA. Yeah, Don't feel yeah. bad. And we lived in two of those yeah. top five yeah. cities, by uh, the way. Yes, we did. Spent a lot of time in traffic. But first, NBC's Kristen Dahlgren is taking us inside the race to develop vaccines for cancer. It is a very personal story for her, one that's offering hope to lots of families, and she'll have it for us coming up right after this. Addie. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right. The little pink pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flavanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at addyi.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. We are back 813 with your health and a unique moment in the fight against cancer. Yeah, a lot of researchers now believe vaccines could be a reality in the not too distant future. Yeah, we've reported on the latest studies happening all across the country. And now, thanks in part to our very own Kristen Dahlgren, the researchers behind them are coming together to collaborate. <laughs> Kristen, welcome, welcome. Oh, this is so exciting, guys. This is big. So as a breast cancer survivor, I'm excited about the prospect of my own body fighting off a cancer recurrence or a day my little girl could be protected from ever going down this road. So when I realized there might be a way that I could actually help the process, I was all in. This morning, I am so thrilled to introduce you to the Pink Eraser Project. It's definitely been the hardest thing I've ever been through. 
On my journey as an NBC correspondent going through breast cancer, I've met a lot of amazing women. Create the world that you want to see, so that I did. <laughs> but none who have given me more hope than Dr. Nora Desis, lead researcher at UW Medicine's Cancer Vaccine Institute. Can you imagine a world where no one would die of breast cancer because of a vaccine? The time is now. The time is now. Developing a vaccine is her life's work. In 2013, Desis and her team made a breakthrough in a vaccine for a type of breast cancer called HER2 positive. 66 women with advanced stage breast cancer were treated with the vaccine, including Bridget Hempstead, whose cancer had spread to her lungs and liver. Oncologist said, well, you're not going to live a year. Instead of going home to die, she reached out to get into the vaccine trial. And now, more than a decade later... Cancers are leaving and they're going away. They're disappearing. and so Your cancer is disappearing. Yeah. Hempstead does get additional treatment, but she credits the vaccine for an extra decade of life with her family, including a recent highlight, singing the national anthem at the Seahawks-Cowboys game. Oh, say Of the trial participants who got the ideal vaccine dose, 80% were still alive at the 10-year mark. The median survival rate for stage 4 HER2 positive is only five years. Desis and her team are now working on a cutting-edge breast cancer vaccine that attacks cancer stem cells. The pieces are there, and the understanding of the immune system is there. What we really need is to be able to evaluate these vaccines in a very uniform manner with a lot of eyes looking at the data coming out of these trials. Enter Michelle Young, a stage four survivor and advocate I met during an interview on her work to mandate effective screening for everyone covered by insurance. Mammography, even though wonderful for many women, is not the end-all or be-all. Young had an idea. What if we brought all the researchers together and helped fund, educate, and accelerate the breast cancer vaccine trials? The Pink Eraser Project was born, and in short order, doctors from six of the nation's top cancer centers joined our collaboration. I am definitely uh, encouraged. We need large studies, and that's why we need collaboration. So we can do the big studies that uh, will prove what works. Jenny Davis was the first person in the world to get Cleveland Clinic's phase one trial of a breast cancer vaccine for triple negative cancer, known as the hardest to treat, with high rates of recurrence. I wanted to see my kids grow into adults and you know, get married and have kids, and I was just I was very scared. She was thrilled when she qualified for the trial in 2019. The only side effects I had um, were lumps at the injection site. That is it. Um, nothing else. The vaccine has taught my body to identify those cells and destroy them before they can become a tumor. It's given me hope for myself and my family. But with the vaccine, the bigger picture is not me. The bigger picture is what this could mean for breast cancer and research in general. Like, it could change everything. There is a lot of new science that more people are involved in the process. Something that would take 30 years could be done in a five to 10 year period of time. All it takes is awareness, enthusiasm, excitement, 
and that people know this exists. And that's what I aim to bring. If I've learned anything in 30 years as a journalist, one person really can change the world. But this will go much quicker if everyone joins us. <laughs> Let's face it, with one in eight American women diagnosed in their lifetime, we all know someone with breast cancer. And that's why I'm starting the Pink Eraser Project with an amazing group of scientists and doctors and survivors. I'm going to be dedicating my life to this. It means that I am leaving what has mm -hmm. been a dream job but it's just too important for me not to work on this. And you see that incredible group of doctors we already have assembled and it's only mm. growing, guys. Kristen, we couldn't let you go if it weren't for this mission <laughs> yeah. and purpose that matters so much. It's personal to you. Mm -hmm. But ex I explain to people because, you know, there are all these amazing trials, but sometimes the left hand isn't talking to the right. Mm -hmm. They're not together and collaborating. And that's what, this mm -hmm. is the innovation. Right, it's not that it's competition or they don't want someone else to succeed. They actually do want to work together it's just that they're in their own silos and they're working on their own projects. They're filling it with their own patients. If everybody works together and is able to pull patients from all over the country and all work together and share the research, this really could happen so much quicker. And, and I do need to say, because I'm sure some people are out there and in some communities, vaccine has become a bad word and you're getting out your phone to write me. This will never be something that is mandated by the government. Mm. Breast cancer is not an infectious disease. Yeah. Right. It will be for people who have either had it and want to avoid recurrence or who are at high risk and who choose to do this. By the way, it starts with breast cancer. This research has application to all kinds of cancers, right. potentially. Absolutely. So there already are some other cancers that have vaccines already or are in development. And what they are learning will be able to be applied to other solid tumor cancers. Look, guys, my dad was just diagnosed mm. with cancer. So you can be mm. sure I'm not stopping with <laughs> no, breast cancer. This not. is something that we can do for everyone. Can we just mark a moment right here with you on this couch? Mm. You have been at NBC for nearly 30 years. Mm. This is your very last report. That's so weird. We want to say thank you because all of your reporting, all of your dedication, you always brought your heart and soul mm. to every story. And we want to say thank you. And to us, I mean, we keep talking about like repotting. You're pulling yourself up by the roots and you are planting yourself in the place you were meant to be. You're going to change the world, girl. I and we're just so. we're just next to you. So Aww. it's your last report for NBC. It is not your last appearance. You're yes. an amazing colleague yes. and friend thank and you. supporter to all of us. And we love you, Kristen. Aww, you guys are great. You. And I look forward to coming back and giving yes. you the good news yes. that we have a vaccine approved. Right. Absolutely. Thank you. We love you. Love you. Yeah. Thanks. Love you. All right. Mr. Oker, over to you. You will be missed, Kristen. We love you. Thanks so much. All right. Let's show you what we've got for today. Uh, a little bit of a system coming out from the Great Lakes, bringing rain and snow into the Ohio River Valley, sunshine through the Gulf Coast into Texas, up into the plains, and record highs will continue out west with more heavy rain coming into California, the Pacific Northwest, in the next 24 hours. Don't forget, if you're heading out the door, take us with you, Sirius XM Channel 108. But right now, best time of the morning. Right. Well, this one is for you. Oh? Who are you going to call? Oh. A new trailer is out for the Paranormal Team's latest chapter. This one picks up after the 2021 installment, Ghostbusters Afterlife, starring Paul Rudd and Stranger Things actor Finn Wolfhard. Plus, they're bringing back a few familiar faces. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Talk to the people, Al. Oh, my gosh. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson all back for this one. Mm, that's right. And it's got, it's, got, it's got a weather theme. Oh, oh. right up your ass. Woo! 
I did that one just for you. I know. Which oh. You're welcome. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire hits theaters March 22nd. I'll be in line tomorrow. <laughs> Next up, Universal Parks. We got a big announcement from our friends at Universal Resort Orlando this morning. They're revealing a brand new addition down south called Universal Epic Universe. The upcoming theme park is made up of five worlds that guests will enter through these special new portals. What exactly is inside the Epic Universe? Well, here we go. You start in Celestial Park, okay. then travel through those portals to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, yeah. Ministry of Magic, huh? Super Nintendo oh. World, How to Train Your Dragon, and the Dark Universe. Oh. All of that expected to open sometime next year. Wow. Pretty cool. Next up, and finally, Justin Timberlake, as the pop star prepares for the release of his own next studio album, Everything I Thought It Was, he's already teasing another new project in the works, sitting down with Kelly Clarkson, JT, revealing that he's been spending a little time with the guys of Sync in the studio. It's, it's kind of crazy, like, there's so much that just picks up right where it left off as far as the chemistry. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we've been in the studio, so there may be a little... Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Okay. Too. Yeah. Oh, He's being coy okay. about it, but that's yeah. big news for NSYNC fans. They are back in the studio. In September, you might recall, they were united for the first new music in decades as part of the latest Trolls movie. We'll keep an eye out for when that comes out. All right. That is your pop star. Exciting. All right, sounds good. Uh, guys, guess what? What? We are sitting what? down with the stars, putting a new spin on the hit movie, oh, Mr. Mr. Yes. Smith. Oh, yeah. Oh, how are you? Congratulations. Good morning. Good. So happy. You're the new Mr. Mrs. Smith. We'll be back. But first, your local news. Bye. Are you all together? We are back. Welcome back. It is a Tuesday morning. 30th of January, first month almost over, and we have stepped outside to give this beautiful plaza crowd a little bit of love. Yes. Yes. This is great. The, the cold isn't slowing you down, brother. I love it. I love it. It's, it's awesome out here. Guys, coming up, we've got a Today exclusive with an author who has quickly become one of the most popular authors on the planet. And who does she sit down with? Who else? Jenna. Sarah J. Mass, SJM to her many fans, <laughs> is a best-selling giant in the world of fantasy fiction, and she had a lot to say about her passion for the genre, her personal life, and what's next. Jenna has the scoop coming up. Also ahead, look who's here. Donald Glover and Maya Erskine, they're teaming up for a series that puts a new spin on the hit movie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Can't wait to chat with both of them. Can't wait to eat, too. We are going to be in the kitchen with Jocelyn Delk Adams. She's got a weeknight chicken recipe that is anything but your basic chicken dish. The best part, you only need a skillet. Okay. That's one single skillet. Right. And even you could clean it up when you're done. Oh, I like that. Wow. All right. Hey, a little bit later on the third hour, we got Allie Love with her. She's going to give us a fashion double take, showing how to pull off some of the hottest looks for the fraction of the price. You can't pull off that look for a fraction of the price, though. <laughs> actually, that's, this shoot's on that, sale. That's right top shelf. That's yeah, top shelf. You can actually buy this shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a look, Al, what you got to check out the window? Oh, we sure do. I want to get these nice kids over here. Where, uh, where, now, where are you guys from? Hartsdale, New York. What school are you from? Maria Regina. All right, very nice. All the way over here. Look at this. <laughs> Get on down. What are you doing after this? Where are you guys going? Uh... Uh, okay, they're going to figure that out. They may, maybe they even cut school. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. Let's show you what we 
not happening. For today, a little rain and snow through the upper Ohio River Valley. Record highs out west. Things fairly calm today, but tomorrow, West Coast is going to get socked with a big atmospheric river. Spring-like highs from the plains all the way down into the Gulf and lots of sunshine all the way to the East Coast. Got some nice ladies from California here, right? Yeah! Just had Jenna's got an exclusive conversation with best-selling author Sarah J. Matz, including a big announcement for her many fans on what's next. Jenna's going to share it with us in a moment, but first, this is today on NBC. special read with Jenna, RWJ. She sat down with the beloved author and it got a little steamy. It, it sure did. Sarah J. Mass, a mom of two, is a number one New York Times bestselling author and a force in publishing. She's written 15 books, sold more than 38 million copies, and she's only 37 years old. We recently sat down with Sarah for high tea at Aurora Cocktail Bar, and we talked about her new book, House of Flame and Shadow, her own love story, and what's coming next? I loved Star Wars, Indiana Jones. I wanted to be Han Solo. Sarah J. Mass has been in love with fantasy since she was 12 years old. Three decades later, the fantasy author is a force within the publishing industry. She's written 15 books, sold more than 38 million copies, and is a number one New York Times bestselling author. Do you remember the moment you first fell in love with writing? I had just discovered fantasy books for the first time, and it just woke something up in my brain. And I not only loved reading them, I realized I wanted to write those stories. So I just kind of began writing at age 12, 13, like very bad <laughs> attempts at writing fantasy novels. It took me until I was about 16 to really get the first solid idea. That idea became Mass's first series, Throne of Glass. A few years later, she launched her next two series, also bestsellers, A Court of Thorns and Roses and Crescent City. In your wildest dreams, no. could you ever expected that? No, no. When I was first getting started as a writer, like just trying to get my first book published, I told myself that even if it took me until I was 90 years old, that I just wanted one book published. That would be it. Mass's devoted fan base frequently post about the books on TikTok. And yes, they are all worth it. Dress up as characters and even get tattoos honoring the books. Those readers eagerly awaiting the release of Mass's newest book, House of Flame and Shadow. So passionate, they're already asking what's next for Crescent City. So is there more coming from this series? Yes. <laughs> I can't tell you when. But we'll have but to wait. Yes, yes. You will have to wait a bit, but it's you know, on the airport taxiing line. It's a little down, but I kind of know the vague ideas of what I want to happen. I haven't even told my editor this. Surprise! <laughs> Mass's books all take place in magical worlds, feature epic battles, and have strong women at their center. The women in your books are fierce. I want to say badass. I don't know if I can, but they're badasses. Yeah. I've always been drawn to writing women that can't be placed in any definable category. Yeah. You know, they can be very feminine, but then also go like beat the... <laughs> 
you know what, out of, <laughs> out of the bad guy and save the world and then look good doing it. Well, and there's some steam. There's some very romantic parts of these. Uh, I can't look most of my family in the eye now. <laughs> my first on-the-page sex scene was in my Court of Thorns and Roses, the first novel yeah. in that series. And I needed a glass of wine just to like, take the edge off. One of the most mortifying moments of my career was my mother-in-law oh, no. pulled me aside. She goes, were all those steamy scenes inspired by you and Josh? I wanted to just walk into traffic i was like i don't i was like no linda like we're not um (laughs) i'm blushing just imagining that mass's own love story with her husband josh began nearly 20 years ago the two met on mass's first day at hamilton college in clinton new york we had our floor meeting that night and he walked in and i grabbed my poor roommate's leg and just clawed up her thigh. I was like, he's so cute. I was like, that's the one. I've been with him for over half of my life now. He was my first boyfriend, my first like anything. But I think I can write about true love because I get to live that every day. You write fantasy, you write romance, but all of what these women go through is really grounded in, in things that you've experienced. It felt like a natural thing for my characters to face emotional consequences. The fate of the world sometimes is on their shoulders. That's going to leave a mark on them. By writing about the struggles she faces, and many other women face too, Mass hopes she gives her readers a sense of hope for tomorrow. That's what books did for me. So if my books can offer any kind of comfort and, and joy, you know, I've done my job well. Okay, the best part of her story, by the way, is she wanted to quit reading when she was in middle school because she didn't think it was cool, if this reminds you of some of your teens. And a teacher said to her parents, let her go into the bookstore and pick out what she wants to read. And then she found fantasy, and the the rest is history. Wow, there's still hope for me. (laughs) No, I don't, I'm not sure. But if you were wondering how to read or to write. To read. But both books, I love the symbols of strength for my three girls. Yes, totally. To read this stuff. Totally. It's your club club. Called read with Jenna, except not Carson. <laughs> well, yesterday he told uh, me that books suck when I walked in the door. So I've all, I did not say that. I told you that I, if I you said that on TV. Sure. I would deny I said that. Oh, I'm pretty I'm sure denying. you did. I'm pretty. Sure I said you books did. are better with bourbon. I said <laughs> books and bourbon would be a better combination. You've said that last month, but yesterday you just said books suck. It is no wonder this woman sold 38 million copies. Okay, but it seems fascinating. Okay, and also if you wonder nice how guy. she is published. 15 books before the age of 40. She used to lock herself away to write. She used to write two books a year. Now, with two kids, she has to balance it and writes about Why can't one she look book a year. family in the eye, though. Just a mother it's, it's romantic. Let's just say just this a gets a lot of the a, a lot of people through boring lives, okay? Because it's got fierce women and romance, and somebody just raised their hand. Um, anyway, what? she. Well, I didn't raise my hand, but... Fierce? What kind of fierce? No, 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 don't show him! Don't show him! No, don't embarrass him! Oh, oh. Don't embarrass him. Okay. Who is he? Okay. Let's move on. Anyway, um, she's incredible. I adore her. And her book is out today. People are lining up. Last night when I looked, it was already number one on Amazon, of course. I love how she said her mother-in-law is like, is that you? And she also said she had to talk to her grandparents about it. But she, y'all, I fell in love with her. She is such a force. And she's getting so many people to read. Can't wait for the movie. Maybe Maybe. Carson. Maybe Carson, this is your gateway. Maybe. Maybe. Book on tape. If I could blush, I would. Okay. 
And we move on. with every book should be sold. Thank you. By the way, you can see more of our interview. I'm fascinated by Thank just you. actually the book and her, her and everything happening Very right cool. here Me on too. this couch. I'm Guys, enjoying it. Go to today.com uh, to find out more from Read with Jenna's Club. Coming up, <laughs> Coming up next, guys. Look who's just sitting over there patiently <laughs> listening to all this babble. <laughs> Look at your face. They've decided they're leaving. They're going to tell us what it's <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> they're falling asleep. <laughs> they're stepping into the shoes of Angelina <laughs> Jolie and Brad Pitt in the new Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Smith spinoff. But first, oh. this is today on NBC. Wow. <laughs> Riveting. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait, a what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right, the little pink pill. And it's called Addy, A-D-D-Y-I, or Flavanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. We're back with Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. They've each written, directed, and produced their own acclaimed projects. And now they're teaming up and they're starring in a new series. You know it. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's based on the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie movie, and it's putting a fresh twist on that classic spy thriller as the couple navigates international espionage and marriage side by side. There's uh, another way down other than skiing because uh, I cannot do that. You don't know how to ski? Mm, no. You bought all the ski gear. Yeah, because I look fly. <laughs> Please be joking. I would never joke about fashion. Okay, all right. Donald and Maya, <laughs> good morning. Good to see both of you. Okay, this was a project you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Because we know the movie. You saw the movie. I hadn't at the time. You had not? I had not. Okay. I felt like I knew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I saw the poster. I was like, I get it, I think. <laughs> you know, like that, you know? What made you want to do this series then? <laughs> I, I, you know, I saw it and, you know, the pandemic, I finally saw it. My brother was like, you know, it's a good date movie. He's yeah. like, it's boys versus girls. It's a good date movie. And then the pandemic happened. And I was like, you know, I think we just kind of wanted to talk about why do people get married in the first place anymore? Like, why do people, there's so many other choices to do now. So why do people get married? What did you learn? I don't think we figured it out. (laughs) I don't think think the show figures it out. I don't know. I got married. You know, it's fun to like, you know, roast other people. It's fun to not have to be like your representative all the time. You could be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So you get this call about this project. You're kind of being courted to do it, but you have no idea if you've actually gotten the part. Oh, yeah. No what idea. What was he up to? I don't know, Donald. What were you up to? <laughs> he was FaceTiming me. We FaceTimed like three or four yeah. times. He was teasing it out. He was yeah. talking about the project, but I had no idea if I was a part of it, if I, if he just wanted to share it with me, if I was going to be in it. And then and then you mentioned Mrs. Smith, and then yeah. I was like, oh, oh I'm in yeah. that. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so. 
so you guys are both married. How much yes. did you use kind of your own lives and the little issues that you have in marriage to play into this kind of back and forth banter? A lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah a lot. I think yeah. we, got, we, we ended up like, because we talked about, there's a lot of little bits in it that I was yeah. like, you know, like, this is what me and my wife do. And you were like, yeah, me and my husband kind of. When I argue, we talk about this, or yeah. this is a boundary we don't cross. or So any of those things, I think they they made their they way into it. Also, the creator, Fra- Francesca Sloan, yeah. her relationship, her all relationship. of us. Yes. Well, you guys obviously have projects. You're famous in your own right. But I just love how you came together. And I love your journey. I was reading a little bit about you. And you were like, I tried out for SNL in 2007, yeah. didn't get it. Tried that again. Tried, <laughs> tried that again in 2009, didn't get it. Wanted to be on Parks and Rec. Yeah, didn't yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. All these dead ends. Not the way you, le- the way you kept, put it. No, no, no. <laughs> but I never thought about leading you to where you're supposed to be. And I find that just such a cool route. You took. No, yeah. I feel like I feel like people are afraid to make mistakes now. It's harder to make mistakes because there's a lot more, you know, there's a lot of ways for people to see it because of yeah. the Internet. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah, like you're supposed to fail. Like, it's like, you know, it's, but it's also funny because people, when Atlanta happened and then we won yeah. like Golden Globe and stuff, yeah. I remember like the producer, like Paul was like, you're going to get really good when you fail. I was like, I have, <laughs> I, like, I have I've failed. Like I was like, but people don't see that. You know? mm. Oh, by the way, a good morning to my sons. I promised them I would say good morning, oh, good morning guys. Okay, go to school. My, you, know? you said something that I loved. You said on relating to your character, you say, I grew up with a Japanese mother. I apologize for myself a lot. Mm. I don't want to take up space being able to demand or ask for what I want, not apologize for it and step into my power, recognizing my worth. I'm learning how to do this as a woman in this world, in this business. That's big. Stepping <laughs> I'm into I'm still that. learning. You yeah, are? like it's not, I'm not there yet. She yeah. never wants to like We do talk it. about it all the time. <laughs> like, I just feel like she, she I'd be like, Maya, you're Maya. Like you've written, like just ask for it. And if they say no, then like walk away. I, yeah. I go you know back I mean? and forth. We're st- but that's what I'm saying. I think it's still learning. Pro- it's, it's, it's shedding that old part of me still, like all these conditioned habits that you learn when you grow up, you know, feeling apologizing for yourself. Like that is, that is part of my culture, part of being a woman. Uh-huh. I, it, you know, that is something I'm growing out of. I've got to ask you before we go about your music, what's happening with your music? What's happening? Yes, what's happening? It's on Spotify right now. That, you yes. can listen to help, so, help us with the stream. Childish Gambino, is there going to be some new stuff? I'm, I'm definitely in the studio. I don't know. I really wish I could tell you guys what what and when and stuff is happening, but like, you know, I like I like surprises. Yeah, like, you do. You know, I like I like when things are just like, you know, cuz I feel like that's what makes things feel good or that's what I like. So, I can't say. I can't okay. really say. All right. I mean, she's, you know, she's been in what? the studio, like, just putting down rhymes. Mm-hmm. Like, have you? Like I that. have. Yes, yeah. I have. There's a lot. Okay. All yeah. right. No, we no, have so no, much no, chemistry no. on. <laughs> All right. You too. Don't like that. Okay. You guys, you've got to check this out. The chemistry you guys have is real. What a great project and what a great pairing, you two together. So Thanks. please yeah. check out all of the episodes, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, this Friday on Prime Video. Congratulations to both you guys. Thank you. Carson, over to you. Uh, Can't wait to see that, guys. All right, if you're looking for a simple one-dish dinner to add to your weeknight rotation, you have come to the right place. Jocelyn Delk Adams has got the perfect recipe. Look at this thing. To spice up your boring chicken. We're going to do that, but first, this is today on NBC. Stay here. All right, this morning on Today's Table, a one-dish recipe that 
gives basic chicken a mouthwatering, must-needed makeover. Jocelyn oh, yeah. Adams, author of Everyday Grand, is here with one of her most comforting dishes. This is a French onion skillet chicken. Ooh, yum. You get all the ingredients by scanning that QR code. Chef, we got to get right into it. Let's okay, get we're getting right chicken. into it. Okay, we start with seasoning our chicken. Yep. I've got some chicken thighs with bone-in skin on. In. Come in. We've got Boom. paprika. We've got salt. we got pepper. Whisk that up. Yep. We're going to add that right to the top of our chicken thighs. And also, I season under the skin. Get, get you got to get that oh, chicken. You got to yeah. get it everywhere, right? Gotcha. We got to get that chicken. Chicken be so bland. You got to add that seasoning, right? Love it. So then we are going to sear these. We've got some super hot heat here. Yep. We add it in. And then as soon as you start to see that skin coming up from that pan, from that skillet, you can turn it over. It takes about five to seven minutes. All right. All right. We're Work speed it. cooking here. Yep. Then we've got the Your skin side down French, first or does it yeah, matter? Yeah, skin side down. Okay. And then we've got the onions. Okay. We're going with French onions. So we've got these half, half moons that we chopped up. And we've got these. These are going right into our skillet with our butter. Mm -hmm. And then I like to add in salt. You want to make sure that you really season that up. And then I add a little sugar. This helps. Oh, sort of sweetness. Oh, yeah. Add a little sugar. It speeds up the process. Add in a little thyme. We also got some garlic. And we're going to really sort of let that come down, caramelize, yep. really get that nice, amazing flavor. Then we've got our soup base, right? We've got some sherry. You yep. can use whatever you like here. You can use some broth, whatever you want. Um, some Worcestershire. And then we also have some beef stock. That's basically our base that goes right into our mixture with our onion. Yep. How's that, everything how's you love that, about a French that, onion soup. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, everything you love so about French onion soup. You know I got a for you guys. This is insane. Thank you. Thank you. We put our chicken right back in. This is what you get once you pop that in the oven. You bake it for about 25 minutes. We want an internal temperature of about 165. And yeah, then you guys sprinkle up. Sprinkle it. Sprinkle it. Go in. Go in. Then we pop that right back in the oven and let that melt down and get so gooey and delicious. I got to say, from your cookbook... Banana bread, yes! cheesecake, yes! blondie bars. Yeah. Did you oh, get all that, yeah, America? Yeah, 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 yeah. Banana oh, bread, yeah, cheesecake, yeah. blondie bars. There's yes. a recipe in the yes. cookbook. Oh, my gosh. Just try that for another. Yes. That is the most that. ridiculous so thing ever. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, Chef Jocelyn, everybody. Yes, Ingredients, scan the QR code today.com slash today table for more. You're back in our next hour with yes, another I delicious am. recipe. Uh, how is it, guys? It's, it's a chicken. It's not basic chicken. It's not basic chicken, y'all. Secret ingredient. That's all. Aha, yeah. Thank you, Chef. Well done, Josh. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait, a what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right, the little pink pill. And it's called Addy, A-D-D-Y-I, or Flibanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I dot com.